Okay, let's move on. And uh, Dr. Cole, next topic, um, we want to talk a little bit about um, improving balance. And uh, I know there's a couple of different types of balance, right, that uh, that when it comes to – hold on, Brian. I, how, how do you want me to lead into that? Just say, you know, what role does balance have in uh, recovery after injury or surgery? Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Okay, let's move on. And uh, Dr. Cole, next topic here on Sports Medicine Weekly, we're going to talk about balance, whether you're an athlete or non-athlete. And I want to ask you, Dr. Cole, um, what does balance, uh, the the impact of it maybe uh, following surgery? Steve, it's interesting. You know, people think of balance sometimes as like an almost like an inner ear phenomenon. You know, we have this whole labyrinth of uh, of, um, anatomy in our inner ear that can relate to balance. But as I can tell you, as an orthopedic surgeon, and I deal in dealing with athletes and strength and conditioning, it ha- it has very little to do with that. Uh, and the other issues, the brain, the cerebellum, has to do with motor function. But I I think of it more as uh, motor function or muscle uh, strength. And in what I do in the office, for example, is I'll have a patient when I'm trying to assess, hey, are you having issues in your shoulder with throwing, we look at the core the, uh, because the core is really important for our throwers and it, it helps to optimize performance, maybe prevent injury. And you know what the core is. We'll talk more about that. But then there's uh, individuals who are recovering, for example, after ACL surgery. And one of the really basic things I do in the office when I'm trying to figure out where they are in the cycle of re- recovery, either after injury or after surgery, is I'll literally have them stand on one leg, maybe bend their knee about 20, 30 degrees and uh, bend over at their waist uh, and or just stand there. And you can tell the weak from the strong side very easily. And patients will say, well, I just don't have good balance. But there's so much more to it that's not balanced in the true sense of the word, uh, which is why I think this is such a really interesting topic. And uh, when I think of balance, Balance, Dr. Cole, one sport that stands out is uh, ice hockey. And we've got a great guest on the line right now, Paul Goodman. He is the head strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Blackhawks. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, thanks, Steve. I really appreciate that. And Dr. Cole, look, looking forward to having that kind of dialogue with you as well. Well, Paul was recently featured in a uh, story uh, in the Wall Street Journal providing tips for non-athletes on improving balance. So, uh, Paul, how did that come about? And tell us a little bit more about the uh, about the article. Well, you know, uh, I really, I go back to the basics, sort of how uh, Dr. Cole was alluding to. And when it comes to an athlete or a non-athlete, the one thing that um, I always like the phrase is that everybody's an athlete. So whether you're general population or if you're a you know professional ice hockey player, uh, the semblance of balance comes into play whether we're walking or skating. Um, and so there's a huge foundational approach that I take with the hockey players because their feet are really where they where obviously a lot of proprioceptors, which are you know the, the inner workings of the foot to help with stabilization um, and awareness of where their body is in space. Um, basically that's the simplistic definition of it. Um, so when I work with the professional athletes of the hockey team, I want to make sure that those, that the foot is really engaged in the balancing process because their feet are usually trapped in a boot for about, you know, say nine months of the year. And so they don't get that same sort of mobility and movement of the lower limb that they would if they were, you know, walking around barefoot. So I really take a back backwards approach to it and start with balance first and foremost, so that they gain a sense of their body in space. Now, general population, um, I'm also concerned about, you know, trip and falls as we get closer to the winter season here. 
So if there's an ability for a person to be more comfortable on a single leg, then that's what I'm, I'm gaming to do with those types of populations. And so there's a lot to balance, as Dr. Cole was alluding to, um, because there's so much of the neural endings of all, the, all of the body's um, networking that goes through the foot. So let, let me ask you a question. We're, we use a device um, in the training room for uh, the foot and ankle, and you guys may use it in hockey as well. So we use it mm-hmm. for the NBA. And it's a device where they stand on and have to, it's like, it has many degrees of freedom. We'll just say it has three or more. And you have to stand on a a small square plank and you look at a computer screen for sort of biofeedback to see how you can keep it steady. And Mm -hmm. uh, then there's uh, the concept of working upstream where you have uh, the, the engaging the core and so forth and small muscles around the hip. I've sort of, and I want to know if I've oversimplified this. When I think of balance, I'm really kind of thinking of the combination of the core and maybe what we call proprioception, which is how the brain connects to your limb, how the brain sort of can say you know, where your joint is in space and time. So I, yeah. I don't want to make it more complicated than it is, but I want to know, am I on the right track? Because that's how I've always thought about it when I'm dealing with people recovering after surgery and I'm trying to guide them with who get the help from people like you to get back on track. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a hundred percent on track and, and I think there's a lot of ways to, you know, tackle balanced training. Um, you, you hit on a simplistic point, but it's a very dynamic movement by just trying to stabilize on an uncertain, unstable surface for a lot of people, um, you know, athlete or not. Um, so when I, when I take a step back and I'm, again, focusing on how do we get somebody to feel comfortable on a single limb, I simply go back to, okay, we're going to stand on one leg. Uh, You're going to take a soft knee bend, like you said, 20 to 30 degrees, just to help stabilize, activate the glute, and obviously engage the core, as you mentioned. And then we're we're simply going to close our eyes. And you would think in some cases that there's an earthquake going underneath their foot because they just have no no ability without a center of focus to be able to actually stabilize their body in space and just taking away that center of focus, it it will definitely affect any athlete or any human until they get used to being comfortable with understanding how their body should balance and what muscles need to fire in order to stabilize themselves so that they don't fall. And now we're not talking about big falls, but we're talking about falling off center and that they have to take a step to, you know, regather themselves, maybe open up their eyes again. And once they get past that initial stage of like, okay, this is an unsettling feeling, but having my eyes closed and being on one foot, then we can take them up onto a, you know, a soft pad. I usually use what's called an Airx pad, or, you know, I could just use a folded mat. As long as they're barefoot and there's an, you know, semi cushiony surface underneath them, uh, we could take a step way back and then just put them on that unstable surface. And then we start to integrate the eyes closing again. Now, if you in the article, what I was showing there, there, I know that there was a few exercises that were obviously focused specifically on balance. Um, visual focus is an absolutely huge part of balance training and also for the multi-stimulation of the brain and the body connection. And so that's where I use like the lacrosse balls for help for distraction. So tracking something that is, whether it's in your plane vision or out of your vision, where you have to use some peripheral vision um, or tracking multiple objects at the same time. Those are all really simple ways to engage the body and the mind 
to be able to work on stabilizing and engaging the whole muscle, all the muscles of the body so that they don't fall in, in essence. And now, I, again, I just want to reiterate, these are not, um, you know, falls from a great height. These are just literally, you know, falling off center and just tapping their foot down to regain balance. Again, we're visiting with Paul Goodman, strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Great stuff from Paul talking about uh, the importance of balance, uh, even for the non-athlete. And Paul, um, while we have you on, um, were you were you in the bubble with uh, with the Blackhawks and the yeah. NHL? I was. I was absolutely in there for 26 days, and believe you wow. me, I counted them. Uh, give us uh, give us some uh, examples of, of of what that was like living through that. Well, you know, I, I'm super impressed the way the NHL was able to get it all organized, and it, it was a really well oiled machine there. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting when you're, you think that you'd be like, uh, you know, want for something or need for something, but in essence, it was just, you know, it was very simple, but yet still provided, um, a good amount of time to be with, you know, the team and obviously have some social aspects to it as well. And it was basically, you know, coming in and out of the arena, back to your hotel, a couple of restaurants that were around that, you know, you could frequent, but, you know, it was very, it was very confined, um, but I don't think from a standpoint of uh, feeling that it was restricted in any sort of case, it was, I, I don't feel like anybody felt like it was like that. It was really good also to have the sole focus and no attention being diverted from what you're there to do, um, you know, to win playoff games. And so, you know, I think that was really good for us to hone in and be able to really focus on what the goal was and what the expectation of our, our organization and our team was. And I think that, uh, you know, we delivered, you know, we were able to pr- provide, you know, a really good sort of uh, competitive nature to what we were trying to do. Yeah, it seemed like the bubble worked. The NHL Blackhawks did a wonderful job. And um, Paul Goodman, again, head strength conditioning coach with the Blackhawks. Paul, um, Blackhawks made a nice little run there in the playoffs. Uh, what do your players do now? Do they shut it down for a few weeks? Are you, are you seeing them now? It's been a few weeks, I guess, since they were eliminated. But uh, give us the timeline uh, for our listeners of what, what your guys go through now in the off season. Sure. The, uh, you know, with the players now, we, uh, you know, they get, they get to go, you know, go back to their respective homes. And if they, if they need to, they, to recharge and then come back to Chicago at a later time, I think obviously that's what you want to have them do because they, you want to feel like they're coming back and they're hungry and they're ready to you know get started on the next, on the next season. Um, so right now they're in, they're in their homes for the most part. And uh, you know, I provide programming to satellite to, you know, basically everybody that, um, is interested in having programming from me, and I and I take each one of those programs and individualize it and make it uh, a cust- customize it to what they have in terms of their training facility, or if they have a home gym, or if they have a location that they go to. I make sure that they have you know ample programming to um, prepare them for when they come back. Uh, with a little bit of ambiguity as to when we're actually uh, commencing our you know our start of the season, I think that'll dictate when guys start to come back and. I'm matriculate back into Chicago for for that for that start. Great, Paul. And final question: I'm a hockey dad. My son plays um, uh, 16U for uh, Chicago Young American CYA, and um, I know we we go back and forth because we've heard different philosophies. I have to ask you this: as you're the uh, head strength and conditioning coach for the Blackhawks, should um, hockey players be runners? I mean, is it okay to to run? What kind of running should they do? Is it sprints? Is it is it miles? Mm-hmm. Or is it uh, you know, how do you get that cardio when you're off the ice? I I. 
I'm a running strength coach. Uh, not a running meaning like long distance type of, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, not like that. Um, I would hedge more to the sprinting, but I do believe that there needs to be a capacity that's, that's developed both a cardiovascular capacity, but also a muscular capacity for running and also the impact on the joints. Um, because you can't progress into sprinting unless there's a base underneath you. It could be, that could be, as Dr. Cole might hopefully agree, that could be fraught with the possibility of injury by jumping right into sprints. Uh, not a, no pun intended with the jumping there, but going right into sprints is like there's there's a level of uh, development that needs to happen. So I do like the run more so than I do like the bike because biking shortens up all the muscles that are already shortened by the skating stride. Um, you have your lower abdominals and the hip complex that can become much more um, bound down by you know adding to that in terms of the biking. So to elongate the muscles and to emulate some of the stride length that they'll experience on the ice, I'm a big proponent of running. Now, again, I don't do long runs. Um, if we're doing intervals, you know, they're more specific to the energy cycles that will be accompanying um, the actual sport and actual shift lengths. Uh, and then we'll go into like short distance sprints to work on their first step because everybody, everybody, I get calls from parents. I get calls from players of all ages. How do I improve, how do I improve my first step? How do I get faster in the small game, meaning going, uh, you know, going into the corners off a of face-off draw? I get all these types of questions every single time. I always go back to running, you know, and, and running meaning sprint work. Um, but I think there has to be some sort of, you know, progression. You can't just go right into that. Great stuff, Paul. Wonderful, wonderful material and uh, continued success with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And thanks so much for joining us on Sports Medicine Weekly. I really appreciate that, Steve. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks, Dr. Holm. Paul Goodman, head strength and conditioning coach with the Chicago Blackhawks. We have to take a break right now on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we come back, Dr. Cole and I go through our Ask the Doctor segment, tell you how you can get involved. So stay, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.